everybody and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything that is horror. And we are your hosts. My name is Justin. Uh, my name is Brandon. Welcome to the show and a happy new fear. Yeah, and our season four premiere. Not to rhyme. Yeah. I apologize. You know, yeah. I usually leave that to you, but... True. But yeah. It's nice to have some of the heavy lifting, you know, dropped off onto something else for a while. See, the, see those guns? I can do it all day, buddy. Don't, don't stop Where it. Where are they at? <laughs> it's, it's under the winter coat. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, hello everybody. Welcome to the show. We're um, excited to kick off season four with such a yeah. prominent film. We start mm-hmm. off the start off the new year, the new the new season, new format, everything. We're gonna start out hot, spicy, caliente. Oh, yeah. So for those that don't know, uh, essentially what we're gonna so. Last year we did, you know, I'd pick a movie, then do a topic loosely based on that movie. Then Brandon pick a movie, do a topic loosely on that. And we'd have four episodes a month. Uh, this year we're doing three episodes a month, and we're switching off topics. Um, I'm going to be January, Brandon's February, I'm March, and we'll trade back and forth. And we each have about six for the year. Yeah. They don't have to be related to any particular movie that we picked, but so far mine kind of are because it makes it easier to find ideas um but i also have a couple like uh, i think that's how i'm gonna sneak in my treehouse of horrors this year Ooh. that's gonna be my my topics of course i actually just messaged you what i have so far for my schedule if you want to take a sneak i'll take a sneak while what? you while you jibba jabba okay we're not going to reveal anything we want to keep stuff a surprise plus it's always fluid you know I say this now, and then in two months I'll go, oh, I want to talk about this. And then something will change. Oh, shit. Yeah, you do have your... You have all... Yeah, I picked all my movies. Again, subject to change. And I have are most you... of my topics. Okay, I I have a... Um, number 12. I cannot wait for you to pitch me why you went with what you went with for December. I'm going to need to be convinced on this one, man. Like, that's pushing the boundaries. I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> just for now, just let it go. Hey. No. Oh, my. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> if you don't get it from that, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I can't wait because it's not what you think, and that's what I, I can't wait to Okay, to okay. It, it, it's not till the end of the this year right but it'll be fun and you know that i'm open-minded like i may i may see it obviously like i did and be like yes dan what is the re it's, like what like with christmas carol i'm like i'm like explain it to me and then you did it and it made sense so i'm sure that it'll yeah. be the same thing with with this one yeah i i, I think uh, once you realize what uh, i'm doing mm. you'll You'll figure it out. I'll send you a thing here. Okay. So long as things load. Sure. On my phone. Uh, that will enlighten you. Yeah, I don't have I don't have my stuff mapped out at all. At, at all, like my second or my first movie, my pick for this month is going to be solely based on whether or not you'll be able to watch it. And so, if you are right. able to, if not, then I'll have to pick out something else. And go from there. Right. Yeah, I I just kind of looked at all of my um, okay 
horror movies that I had, things that I hadn't seen in a while, mm-hmm. things I thought were worth, and I wanted to go darker. Yeah. This year, such stuff that was more serious than I did last year. Okay, I'm on. I'm um, on board. Yeah, I figured you would be. hundred uh, percent. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. You knew that the name was gonna get it. You fucking yeah. ass. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're covering, we're covering fucking 101 Dalmatians, but there just happens to be a 101 Dalmatian horror movie where, a, you know, a town gets ravaged by 101 rabid Dalmatians. <laughs> Not the worst idea. All right, let's stop jibbering and let's start jabbering. This week we're talking Psycho, the Insta Classic. Not quite, but it is. Uh, Phoenix Secretary embezzles forty thousand dollars from her employer's client. Uh, goes on the run and checks into a m- remote motel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. Or <laughs> is he? Uh, the tagline I have is, The picture you must see from the beginning, or not at all, for no one will be seated after the start of Alfred Hitchcock's greatest shocker, Psycho. Ooh. Which is true, and we'll get into that later, but it was a rule. If you weren't there at the beginning, you weren't getting in. That's fair. That's fair. Oh. And back then, Hitchcock had the pole that you could do that. <laughs> yeah. Now you're not here, you get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. You can watch the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Screenplay by Joseph Stefano. Based on Psycho by Robert Block. Starring Anthony Perkins, Vera Miles, John Gavin, Martin Balsam, John McIntyre. McIntyre. And Janet Lee mother of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Release date June 16, 1960 in New York City and September 8, 1960 in the rest of the U.S. Budget of $806,947 with a box office of $50 million. I would have been furious if they if they do, if they still did that. Be like, hey, guess what? Sc- you know, Scream is opening in a couple weeks um, but you gotta wait three more months to watch it later like no thank you yeah. i would be i'd be like i'm going to new I mean, york some movies they i guess if you know if we lived in anywhere other than the u.s that is kind of the way it goes well like, yeah. i know australia will get things late and, right you know, but i like mean that, like so. that makes that makes sense but to be like hey june 16th here Y'all fuckers everywhere else can watch it in September. Yeah, in the rest of the same country that this city is in. <laughs> Just wait. Yep. What's nice is back then there was no such thing as the internet, so... Yeah, you wouldn't... It wouldn't they dis- wouldn't be like, oh my god, look at all this stuff, this person that died. Oh my god, Norman Bates. Meanwhile, <laughs> here, Spider-Man gets spoiled the next day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes not even... <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you got people spoiling shit from the theaters. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I took my daughter to go see that. By the way, yeah, yeah, she loved it. it it's so great. Well, obviously, we won't talk about it here. <laughs> it's not the place or the time. Fair, but great movie. Yep. Uh, Psycho is based on Robert Block's 1959 novel of the same name, loosely inspired by the case of convicted Wisconsin murderer and grave robber Ed Gein, who has inspired so many different tropes. If you will. Well, I mean, he was a creepy bloke. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one of your topics can be real life serial killers that inspired. Uh, oh, that's it's almost like we talked about this at work, huh? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I think I have a book on that actually. Ooh. Yeah, we talked about it on the show. Yeah. Just something. Yeah. yeah for whatever that episode was that we talked about. Mm-hmm. That. 
Uh, Peggy Robertson, Hitchcock's longtime assistant, read uh, Bowker's positive review of the novel in his Criminals at Large column, The New York Times, and decided to show the book to her employer. However, studio readers at Paramount had already rejected its premise for a film. Hitchcock acquired the rights for, uh, to the novel for $9,500 and reportedly ordered Robertson to buy all copies to preserve the novel's surprises. Ooh. <laughs> hey, here it is. Source material. Make sure nobody else can read it. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Uh, Paramount executives balked at Hitchcock's proposal and refused to provide his usual budget. In response, Hitchcock offered to film Psycho quickly and cheaply in black and white using Alfred Hitchcock Presents television series Crew. Paramount executives rejected this cost-conscious cost approach, claiming their sound stages were booked, but the industry was in a slump. Hitchcock countered he personally would finance the project and film it at uh, Universal International using his Shamely Productions crew if Paramount would distribute. In lieu of his usual $250,000 director's fee, he proposed a 60% stake in the film negative. This combined offer was accepted. Uh, through the strength of his reputation, Hitchcock cast Lee for a quarter of her usual fee, paying only $25,000. Damn. In, yeah. In the 1967 book Hitchcock, Truefot, Hitchcock said that Lee owed Paramount one final film on her seven-year contract, which she had signed in 1953. His first choice, Lee agreed after only having only read the novel and making no inquiry into her salary, her co-star, Anthony Perkins, agreed to $40,000. Hmm. I mean, at that time, Hitchcock could pretty much do what he wanted. Yes. Because he was, like, the name <laughs> in movies. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Uh, Psycho was shot on a tight budget of 807000 beginning on November 11, 1959, and ending on February 1, 1960. Filming started in the morning and finished by 6 p.m. or earlier on Thursdays when Hitchcock and his wife would dine <coughs> at Chasen's. Ooh. That's nice. Mm. He's like, this is my dinner night, so uh, let's fuck off early. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. God, to have Paul like that, just be like, you know what? Know. This is this is wife night. Sorry. Yeah. Every night, I can't every week. Imagine, yeah, I, I can't imagine any film schedule at all having that kind of a strict schedule ever again no no nearly the whole film was shot with 50 millimeter lenses on 35 millimeter cameras this provided an angle of view similar to human vision which helped to further involve the audience oh cool another crew filmed day and night footage on highway 99 between gorman and fresno california for projection when marion drives from phoenix Footage of her driving into Bakersfield to trade her car is also shown. Uh, they also provided the location shots for the scene in which she is discovered sleeping in her car by the highway patrolman. Nice. The shower scene uh, was shot from December 17th to the 23rd. The finished scene runs some three minutes. A flurry of action and edits has produced contradictory attempts to count its parts. <laughs> Hitchcock himself contributed this to this, saying that there were 70 camera setups for 45 seconds of footage, and maintaining to other interviewers that there were 78 pieces of film. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, film scholar Philip J. Skiri counted only 60 separate shots, 
with a table breaking down the middle 34 by type, camera position, angle, movement, focus, POV, and subject. Hmm. So. But there's a lot. Yeah. There's a shit. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack of Screeching Violins, Violas, and Cellos was an original all-strings piece by composer Bernard Herrmann titled The Murder. <laughs> Hitchcock originally intended to have no music for the sequence and all motel scenes, but Herman insisted he try his composition. Afterward, Hitchcock agreed it vastly intensified the scene and nearly doubled Herman's salary. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Want to see what I can do? That's what I can do. Yeah, now pay me. <laughs> yeah, dick. Hell yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, it was the first film sold in the U.S. on the basis that no one would be admitted to the theater after the film had started. Hitchcock believed people who entered the theater late and thus never saw the appearance of star actress Janet Leigh would feel cheated. At first, theater owners opposed the idea, thinking they would lose business. However, after the first day, the owners enjoyed long lines of people waiting to see the film. Oh, cool. So, yeah, you can't have people bustling in after it started, so they're like, okay, we'll wait till the next one. Yeah. And they just sell even more. Jeez. Uh, even critics were not given private screenings, but rather had to see the film with the general public, which may have affected their reviews. <laughs> and, yeah. Initial reviews of the film were mixed. British critic C.A. Lejeune, this I'm going to say that, probably wrong, was so offended that she not only walked out before the end, but permanently resigned her post as film critic for The Observer. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, other negative reviews stated, A blot on an honorable career, plainly a gimmick movie, and merely one of those television shows padded out to two hours. <sighs> Just yeah. being rough about it. Mm-hmm. Won't let me see it in private? Well, fuck you, then. <laughs> fuck you, buddy. <laughs> you suck, buddy. <laughs> fuck it. Fucking suck, buddy. You're not my buddy, guy. You're not my guy, pal. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my pal, friend. Oh. Critics from the New York Daily News, New York Daily Mirror, and the Village Voice were positive writing Anthony Perkins' performance is the best of his career. True story. Yep. Janet Lee has never been better. Nope. Played out beautifully and first American movie since Touch of Evil to stand in the same creative rank as the great European films, respectively. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> first time in history the U.S. is nicer. <laughs> What's that? Said first time in history that the U.S. is nicer. Aw. It's, it's nice. <laughs> I... In the UK, the film broke attendance records at the London Plaza Cinema, but uh, nearly all British film critics gave it poor reviews, questioning Hitchcock's taste and judgment and calling it his worst film ever. Ooh. Damn. In 1992, the film was deemed culturally, culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant by the U.S. Library of Congress and was selected for, pres for preservation in the National Film Registry in 19... 98, TV Guide ranked at number 8 on their list of 50 greatest movies in TV. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the shower scene was featured as number 4 on the list of Bravo Network's 100 Scariest Movie Moments, whilst the finale was ranked number 4 on Premiere's similar list. Hmm. In the British Film Institute's 2012 Sight and Sound polls of the greatest films ever made, Psycho was 35th, among the critics and 48th among directors. Uh, Entertainment Weekly voted it the 11th greatest film of all time in 1999. Wow. 
in yeah. In January 2002, the film was voted number 72 on the list of the top 100 essential films of all time by the National Society of Film Critics. Right, it's like, hey, Entertainment Weekly, 11th best all time. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, eh, 72? 16, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, that's great. It's good, but is it that good? Right. Yes. Uh, American Film Institute has included Psycho on these lists. AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movies, number 18. 100 Years, 100 Thrills at number 1. Uh, 100 Years, 100 Heroes and Villains, Norman Bates, number 2 villain. 100 Years, 100 Movie Quotes, A Boy's Best Friend is His Mother, is number 56. That's a good quote, though. Years, yeah. Like, the ending of this movie makes the movie. Yeah. To me. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100 Years of Film Scores is number 4, and 100 Years, 100 Movies, 10th Anniversary Edition, it was number 14. Nice. Not too shabby. Not bad. A lot of, a lot of top 20s. All top 20. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it is great. There's a reason I wanted to kick off the year with this. And it's, I mean, it's just it's the quintessential slasher that created the genre yeah like, i was meaning to watch peeping tom because it came out the same year yeah you were talking about and, that but i haven't gotten to it yet maybe by the time we get to our bonus i'll get it knocked out right we'll see okay some fun facts before we get into the thing ed gein lived only 40 miles from psycho author robert block definitely could uh definitely um go with kind of a local legend there with uh some inspiration yeah, no kidding. Uh, James P. Cavanaugh, a writer on Alfred Hitchcock Presents, wrote the first draft of the screenplay. Hitchcock felt the script uh, dragged and read like a television short horror story. Hmm. So that's it. Uh, screenwriter Joseph Stefano eliminated Bates' drinking, which was in the original novel, and evidently necessitated removing Bates becoming the mother personality when in a drunken stupor. Also gone is Bates' interest in spiritualism, the occult, and pornography. Hmm. Okay, that's quite a bit of a quite a bit of a shift there. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think it makes it more creepy because it doesn't give you those easy outs. Yeah, the, the, like, yeah. I mean, that's definitely all kind of stereotypical, you know, yeah. tropes for. Like, oh, he, he liked this and this. All then, obviously. No, he's a yeah, he's a dirty boy. <laughs> dirty, dirty boy. Yeah. Uh, the novel is more violent than the film. Marion is beheaded in the shower rather than being stabbed to death. Oh, fuck. A uh, minor change from the novel was changing Marion's telltale earring found after her death to a scrap of paper that failed to flush down the toilet. This provided some shock effect because toilets almost never were seen in American cinema in the 1960s. <laughs> Like, it was a big deal to see a toilet in a movie. Ah, that's kind of weird. That's... Okay. <laughs> now they're everywhere. Yeah. In that time, it was like, whoa, whoa. Let's keep that in the bedroom. Yeah, like, uh, we don't want to see toilets, and then here we got, you know... <laughs> what is it? Fucking... Oh, God. Oh, my... Dude, I can't believe that I'm uh, I'm blanking on the movie here. Um godfather i need help yeah the godfather you get, like you have them hiding guns and you know toilet tanks and all that kind of yeah. stuff like could you imagine if it would have been made earlier and they're like we can't show the toilet but 
rest assured, the, <laughs> the gun's in, in there. The yeah, the gun's in there somewhere. <laughs> Literally every comedy movie made from 1990 onward would have to change something. Yeah. Uh, the original Bates Motel and Bates House set buildings, uh, which were constructed on the same stage as Lon Chaney's The Phantom of the Opera, hmm. are still standing at the Universal Studios back lot in Universal City near Hollywood. That's so, that's so cool. <laughs> I would love to go and see it. I know. That kind of movie history is amazing. Just like mm-hmm. Psycho's a classic. It was on Phantom of the Opera, which was also a classic. Right. Like, Podcast road trip, let's go. Now. Let's do it. You guys can pay for it, right? Right? Our loyal listener. Our loyal Shane? listener. Shane. <laughs> Got us. Monthly support. We have sixty dollars that we've earned. We can put it towards that. Yes. That's half a ticket. That is half a ticket. Sold. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't even cover Late entry actors. fee. Yeah. Lead actors Perkins and Lee were given freedom to interpret their roles and improvise as long as it did not involve moving the camera. An example of Perkins' improvisa- improvisation is Norman's habit of eating candy corn. Oh. No wonder he's a killer. Candy corn is gross. True story. <laughs> uh, throughout filming, Hitchcock created and hid various versions of the mother corpse prop in Lee's dressing room closet. Because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, could you imagine? He's like, he's like I'm Alfred Hitchcock. It's his jackass. Look at this and hiding fucking oh man oh that's so awesome uh hitchcock's cameo is a signature signature occurrence in most of his films in psycho he can be seen through a window wearing a stetson hat standing outside marion crane's office nice uh the blood in the shower scene was hershey's chocolate syrup which shows up better on black and white film and has more realistic density than stage blood. The sound of the knife entering flesh was created by plunging a knife into a cassava melon. (laughs) The way that you said realistic, you're like, it's got that real-ass density. (laughs) (laughs) It's got that real-ass density. Much like the real-ass bloods. That was great. That was great. (laughs) Last one, before we get into the thing. Janet Lee was so affected by this scene, which is the shower scene, when she saw it, uh, that she no longer took showers unless she absolutely had to. She would lock all the doors and windows and would leave the bathroom and shower door open. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Like, hey, I was murdered on screen in a shower. Not a fan. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, for the longest lie. time, like I could see that. I can one hundred percent see that because for the longest time, I Halloween six, Curse of Michael Myers, when Michael's in the bathroom and he terrible, ha- it, terrible <laughs> my ass. You watch your mouth. <laughs> Halloween six is like, I'll fight you. But he. I haven't watched it in a long time. He, I stopped after four. Uh, I haven't watched him recently. Um, he is handing a, a towel to the guy in the shower and. That scene always kind of, it always kind of stuck with me because I shit that came out in '96 I think it was I was 13. It's impressionable. I'm like every time like I'm yeah. getting out of the shower and I have a hook like I had the the towel hang like hung up. If I ever was like needed someone to bring me a towel if I forgot one, I'm like looking out just to make sure I'm like you're not gonna fucking like you're not in coveralls are you? You're not gonna try and kill me? Like not this time. Not this time. But yeah, she actually had to experience that. So, eh. I'll pass. 
All right, let's talk about this move A. Let's let's do it. I love that most of this movie is establishing Marion Crane's life mm-hmm. and stealing from the boss and going on the run for her boyfriend. Yeah. Like, this is almost not a horror movie until, until the, the shower. End. Yeah, I, yeah. It. I had a really busy weekend, so I did not watch this movie, but I watched it probably two months ago, a month and a half ago. So it's around Halloween. Yeah, a little bit before that. Um, yeah, me too. Like, and I remember, I, I believe we talked about it because I, I remember mm-hmm. wa- listening to it. Or we we had a Discord watch party, and I was I re- was remembering like how kind of fucked up. She, like she's just kind of a, like the way that she was. Like you know, inside the like was it the bird store? Um, I think that's the birds. Am I confusing the birds for the fucking psycho? <laughs> you might be. I don't think she goes into a bird... I don't remember if she goes... I didn't watch it either and prep for this because I just watched it in October. <laughs> and it's... It, it's no disrespect, but it's like it's a very paint-by-colors. Like, this is the yeah. standard that all horror movies base themselves on. So, like, you know all of the gags. Right. Sorry, I, I got a like new keyboard and mouse and I'm trying, like, my, my keyboard is uh very clicky <laughs> and oh. i i bought it in like a bundle so i was not expecting it to be that way um and so i'm like really trying super hard to type quietly and you're probably right it's probably the birds <laughs> i'm confusing my i'm confusing my hitchcock here no cuz i mean they show her at the beginning in the motel room with the dude mm-hmm. talking about running away together having a life together and blah 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 and then she goes to work and the texan dude yeah uh, talks about having all the money and like oh this is a drop in the bucket and taking care of his daughter's wedding or whatever right and then she's supposed to drop off the money at the bank and (laughs) she decides to go home sick after she takes the money to the bank and she just fucks off with the money huh yeah, okay. And then she goes to the uh, car place to swap out her car because a policeman starts following her and shit. And She's like, I need something no different. Be- <laughs> yeah. Even though the cop's right across the street and it's not really gonna, you know, do much. Yeah. Good. Good. It's all fine. <laughs> uh, love the awkward dinner with Norman. Talking about taxidermy and his, her suggesting that put his mother someplace and he gets super offended yeah yeah super offended i mean perkins is fantastic i mean obviously the scene at the end and everything else but like he's super creepy without needing to be yeah like yeah i can see that just the yeah he he plays it really well like i've known a lot of guys uh throughout my life who have had some serious baits like vibes not necessarily mm-hmm. like you know they're they're killers and you know their mom's dead in the basement or cellar kind of thing but like just that really awkward like talk about talk taxidermy at dinner and it's like you know just situational mm-hmm. appropriateness you know just not being there and like just not having the 
uh, experience, I guess, like mm-hmm. relating to people, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's so it, it is incredibly weird. Um, and I really do kind of feel silly. Like, I really wish I would have watched the movie before doing this because like I'm straight up thinking the birds like that's the movie that's in my head right now and i'm like <laughs> you should have it playing on your computer while we talk no okay. <laughs> but i mean like you said like the movie it's really like there's not really a whole lot to it you know what i mean like there is but there isn't like you have your scenes you have your tension buildings and all that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. like it takes place. well there's definitely some creepy stuff and especially as we go on like I would love to watch this movie not knowing that Norman is the killer, spoilers, because <laughs> it, he does play it so well of, like, he's just this put-upon kid, mm-hmm. son, who is abused by his mom. You hear the mom's voice, which apparently is in his head or coming from him mm-hmm. in some sort of Mel Blanc way, that, you know, you buy it. Yeah. Because after the shower kill, which is worth talking about on its own, mm-hmm. I mean, all of those cuts and the music, it's just <sighs> iconic horror. Yeah. It's one, like, every time you, especially when we were growing up, you think of horror and you hear that, rant, 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 rant. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's parodied in everything, everything. all the time. Wayne's World, As a, re, re, when they're, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it, it it's such... A big part of cult, the culture, just pop culture, it's everywhere. Like it, you make that sound, like or that sound is used anytime, you know, repeated, fucking, just murdering, like yeah. yeah it, it's like the Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Like you don't realize that's Friday the Thirteenth, but that is Friday the Thirteenth, and yeah. is psycho. Even if you don't realize that it's psycho. Yeah, every yeah, they, you may not have seen the movie, but you know the sound. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got you on that. And it is fucking brutal. Like, I love that he, she is in complete shadow, so you see the silhouette, mm-hmm. the dark figure, but it doesn't give away that it's Norman. No, it doesn't. Because, yeah, you see the silhouette of the mother. Yeah, and the angle is such that it could be a withered old woman mm-hmm. just shot from a low angle so it's all good yep and of course janet lee's iconic scream queen scream yeah is you know it this movie has so many just that scene alone is so iconic in cinema yeah it's hard to i don't know it, no it's I, I hard to describe yeah no i get where you're going with that man like it horror like the genre itself wouldn't be what it is today without this movie and like yeah i get it i get it 100 percent. it's why like if you if you're a horror fan and you haven't seen this movie you're not a horror fan right and 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 the funny thing is is like we're not the snooty types to normally say that because like no because there's a ton of stuff not you know not in our wheel like we didn't watch the thing until we watched the thing yeah and i still get shit for that all the time like oh, yeah, yeah that, that, that's a and rightfully so but yeah. like even psycho i had seen probably like half a dozen times yeah. you know even before starting doing to do this podcast 
So yeah, and that's I mean I I gotta get it if slashers aren't your thing and you're more of a ghost person or a yeah, aliens like, person like or Justin, whatever. like yeah, you're more of a you're more of a paranormal a, a paranorman yeah. than you are a, a slasher. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched paranormal. I haven't either. <laughs> I haven't either. But you know, when I was growing up, I was a slasher kid. I mean, I grew up on Michael and Jason, less so Freddy. That came later, but mm-hmm. like. When I was a kid, I grew up on the slashers, and Psycho was always that, I don't know, that watermark of, like, mm-hmm. you like all of these, this is where that came from, you need to watch this. Yeah. Definitely. They reference it in Scream, so you know you have to watch it. Yeah. That's yeah. That was the rule of my youth, like, if they me- mentioned it in Scream, like Halloween, like, okay, I need to actually make a point of watching this. Yeah, 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 I got you. Uh, I love him cleaning up the scene, you know, coming upon the body clear-headed, oh. more or less. <laughs> as clear-headed as he can ever be. Right. And going, oh my god, mother, what have you done? The blood, and him, you know, having to clean it up and shove the car into the ravine <laughs> lake thing. Yeah. Apparently there's a couple of them down there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, and then he doesn't even take the cast, like this whole first 20 minutes 20 30 minutes of the movie is this woman who ran away with forty thousand bucks yeah and he just picks it up tosses it doesn't even realize yeah. that's what it yeah, is. it has no no need for it yeah you know like, well, i mean I and mean, that's like i'm sure he would take it if he knew it was there oh uh, okay but he had no idea right and he did like i said it didn't really matter to him it was just he needed to kill somebody yeah well that's like i don't <clears throat> like most of this like movies she's always like she's dead like they killed like she died mm-hmm. off pretty quick yeah it's very it's like a drew barrymore thing yeah from scream it's like oh she's in this movie for like yeah. five minutes yeah the top like the top build actress in the movie like yeah you don't you barely get past the opening credits yeah so cool. or, and that's kind of the thing with this like she was top build and you get her for a long time like she's in about the first third okay yeah give or take maybe even first half Mm. but then it turns into her sister lila and marion's boy toy sam and the private investigator arbogast yeah trying to find her (sighs) sorry big yawn there (laughs) it's okay i know i'm boring (laughs) no 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 you're good not this time good maybe next time maybe i'll get you next time (laughs) but it's i mean so the second half of this movie everyone's looking for marion this money disappeared she disappeared Mm -hmm. obviously the boss and you know those involved are like yeah she probably took the fucking money yeah and the boss actually even saw her at a stoplight after she said she was going home with a headache right and he's walking across the street to get donuts or whatever and they catch glance at the light. Like, oh! It's like if I call in sick and then I see my boss at like Target, <laughs> right? I'm like with a handful of toys going. Like I was sick. I feel better on the drive home. Yeah. I was so excited that I felt better. I had to go buy some toys. To <laughs> hey. I think everyone at work knows me well enough to realize. That's a very real thing. I'm very rarely sick. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, dude, that's the thing. Like, as long as I've been there, I've never called in sick. I've gone homesick. But I'm all, I always make an effort. 
Yeah, to I be usually there. have to be like unable to get up. Yeah. Or my wife says, just call in sick, stupid. Yeah. And then I'll do it. Yeah, don't be a fucking dummy, you stupid dummy. Yeah. Uh, so, Arbogast. This is how the uh, sheriff says it. Such a 60s name, too. <laughs> God. Goes to investigate the motel. Mm-hmm. Gets creepers from Norman. Hears about the mother. Decides to go up there and gets stabbed repeatedly at the top of the stairs and stumbles down. Yeah, that was... Which is an awesome shot. Yeah, it is. Then Lila and Sam go visit the motel, pretending to be married. And then we get... Uh, you know, they get the weird vibes, but nothing concrete. So they go to the sheriff and tell them about Arbogast. <laughs> Arbogast! Well, the sheriff really em- emphasizes the bow. Arbogast. Oh, she's... Fair. <laughs> She's what? Huh? No, I said fair. Arbogast. Arbogast. Uh, and they, it is revealed that Norman's mother passed away years ago, mm-hmm. and that the mom of the sheriff, or the wife of the sheriff, rather, helped pick out like the burial dress. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, "Fuck, let's go back." And. Lila breaks into Bates' house and makes it to the cellar, and then we get the mummified mom in the chair. Which is so... Which is another one of those classic... Yes, the fucking swinging light and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Parodied everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, not, like... And, I like, I get goosebumps thinking about Norman running into the room, and that just crazed mm-hmm. look on With his the face. dress and the wig and He's the knife. A- yeah, yeah the fucking He's crazy eyes like, and fucking teeth out. I'm like, yes, dude. Yeah. Like, I remember that scene very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, ah! <laughs> it is a classic, and I think that's what's so cool about this movie is, like, it's so much setup. Uh-huh. Like, it's all just the long-ass build-up to the punchline, and then you get that final shot to be like oh shit the mom's dead oh shit norman's the killer oh shit he dresses up like the mom oh god she's gonna die too uh, and <laughs> right yeah and sam you know headlocks him to the floor as he's still you know clamoring to try and kill somebody <laughs> yeah that man and i think that's the thing that i i do appreciate the most about this movie is the fact that you know it does do the build-up. It does give it time to breathe a little bit. Like, it's not just, like, here, this is what's going on. We have to tell you what's going on. Let's, you know, here's the next thing that's going on. Now we have to make sure that you know that this is what's going on. Like, you slowly start to put, the, you know, it, it gives you the reveals, but, like, it doesn't, ha- like, hammer you over the head with it. Like, it, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't spoon-feed it to, like, unless you because this is such an iconic film and you know the ending already, unless you know it already. Like, that's why I would love to show this to someone who doesn't know Norman's the killer. Right. Right. To see that, oh shit moment. But that's what's so troubling, is like, it's parodying and every, I was watching Modern Family and even they do a, a spoof on it towards the end of the series. Oh like, my goodness, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a great episode and, like, it's hilarious, but it's it's one of those things that is just everywhere. Uh, yeah. So it's almost impossible. Like, you'd have to find some rando kid. Mm-hmm. 
and just show it to them and be like, oh, okay, I'm not going to tell you anything. Just watch this and be scared. Right. Well, and that's the thing, because like you said, and, and, like to find somebody who is interested, at least in the genre, like I'm, I mean, I'm sure maybe my wife knows that enough about Psycho to know that Norman's a killer and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But like to find somebody who's like, yeah, I like scary movies and not know what that is. That would be like finding a needle in a haystack, I feel like. But the payoff would be so huge. Like similar to like, you'll see videos of like parents on, on, you know, Facebook or uh, YouTube, whatever that they'll, they post the reactions of like their kids watching movies they grew up with. Like the one when they, um, his dad was recording his daughter watching star Wars and with the, you know, the Vader father reveal, like just the look on her face where she's like, Oh, wow. Like looking at him, like just stunned. Like, I can't wait to, you know, have something like that with my daughter, but she's seen star Wars so many times. So like, I mean, she's five, so it doesn't like really click, but has she watched psycho? No, not that I would, uh, not that. And I don't say that like, no, absolutely not. Like it's a movie. She could, yeah, it's a movie she could watch just because, there's not a lot in it, aside from the shower scene. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. to be like, that might be a fun one to watch with her. Yeah. Hmm. See if she picks up on it. She'd be like, yeah. it is. Yeah, tell her, like, that's chocolate syrup in the bathtub. I know that <laughs> because I learned it from the podcast. <laughs> Justin dropping knowledge. <laughs> Boop. Gotta be good for something. Hey, take it when you can get it. I know I, I, know I do the same. Uh... So aside from that great reveal in the shower scene, I think one of my favorite parts is, you know, the psychiatrist explaining the backstory of Norman. And I think it's it's a little ham-fisted and shoehorned, but I think it works more or less, especially in an old movie, to be like, so Norman was jealous of his mom dating some guy. Mm-hmm. So she he killed them both, like, you know, ten years ago. Right. He preserved his mom as best he could with, you know, the way you preserve fruit and shit. Well, the taxidermy and stuff and, like that, yeah, too. The taxidermy yeah. and all that. And he would act like, in his mind, that she was still alive. And do the voice and all this other stuff. And when that didn't satisfy his craziness enough... Right. He would dress up like her and do these horrible things. Right. Just act out. And, yeah. And essentially anytime he like some random woman would show up at the motel mm-hmm. and he'd be aroused by her he would feel that as a threat to his, to his mom. relationship yeah. with his mom and as the mom would kill them yeah ah, it's so crazy yeah like I kind of want to read the book even though I'm not a big book reader and just see how much deeper they delve into that stuff that would be an interesting read yeah. That would be an but interesting read. You gonna look it up on Amazon? Yes, yes I am. <laughs> <laughs> you have to let me know how yeah, much it you is. S- you saw me reaching for my phone. <laughs> uh-huh. That's what we do here. Yeah. We, we coax each other into into adding things to our Amazon wish list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know if I'll ever read it. I feel like I have a stack of a million books once I retire. Mm-hmm. And have nothing but time. And energy, maybe time, not energy, but time to actually read all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but by this time, by the end of the film, the mother has taken over completely. Norman has officially 
snapped his cracker. And the entire end of the movie is the mother's voice over Norman sitting there in that chair menacingly with his creepy ass head down stare up at the camera. Yes. Which is perfect. Yes, I get fucking goosebumps thinking about that too. Just the eesh. Yeah. Uh, it just has such a creepy ass look. Like, I've never watched any of the sequels. I watched the remake with Vince Vaughn, which is terrible. Um, <laughs> which, which sucks, because I love Vince Vaughn. I do, too. And he, he can be good, but... Yeah. He's no Perkins. No. Like, uh, there is a... Obviously, it's not the original, but it's um, yeah. 15 bucks. They have a, they have, um, a paperback copy. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Ooh. And and then this fly lands on his <laughs> arm hand or whatever, and she kind of he she kind of looks up at the camera and is you know saying you know she they won't suspect me that I'm the killer because she'll say they'll say that I'm so nice I wouldn't even hurt a fly. And then look at the camera. Yeah. And, and then the creepy look at the camera. Uh, she wouldn't even hurt a fly. Didn't they do something where uh, like? with the edit where they like for a split seconds you can kind of see like a skull or something was that from that i'd have to look i don't remember hmm. but i could be wrong yeah it's but yeah it, it's just a classic i mean i know we kind of breeze through this we're not even like an hour in no but it's not that dense a movie it's really just like it's going over the bone structure of every horror movie ever made yeah Definitely. That isn't Universal Monsters. Like, it's like doing Frankenstein. Like, there's not a lot to, to delve into here, but it is essential viewing for a horror fan. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. It. If you haven't seen it, we can't recommend that you watch it enough. Like, you should yeah. absolutely, like, just, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> as, as I haven't said in quite a while. It's been a minute, surprisingly yes. enough. Um, if you are interested to watch it, it it isn't doesn't look like it's streaming on any of the services right now. Um, it is available to rent on all of them, though. Um, and it's usually only like ten bucks to buy. Like I found a a couple of Halloweens ago, I found a DVD copy at Walmart for like six bucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I, th- I have a hard copy just in case. Yeah, I think I do too. I know I have I have it digitally as well, but yeah. So Psycho, man. Yeah, I I always feel bad with these movies because we breeze through them. It well, and but the thing is, is like with a movie of this importance, it's always gonna feel like you let it down. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we like there's just not enough reverence or we, you know, talk too fast over it or I don't even watch it because I've seen it several times. I know that doesn't help, but like No. You know, there's there, it's it There's only so much that can be said that hasn't been said before by better men than us, well, but it's yeah, just it's but, one of those things that is crucial in having a horror podcast to talk about Psycho at some point. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely, but, like, and that was even the thing, because I, even seeing this movie so many times, like, there are several of those scenes that I do remember vividly, and they do stand mm-hmm. out, but it was yeah. a lot of the fluffer, like, the build-up with the, you know, having um, 
Lila and Sam and all that kind of stuff. And sure, that's all important, but all that is is just building up to the the obvious reveal of said killer. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it it is really good. I can't recommend it yeah. enough. And I know it sounds very dry in my delivery on that, <laughs> but it's just I don't yeah, I don't know what else to say on it, man. Like you said, everything. It's tough. I mean, it's a good history lesson on horror hmm. like if, if you respect the genre it's worth watching because it shows you like what i like about this movie so much is that you invest in the characters like you care about marion even though you don't agree with her life choices right you know it, you invest and you go okay is she gonna make it free with sam is she what's gonna happen is she gonna get caught with the money <laughs> and the, it's like it's a completely different movie for the first half hour and then it takes this turn when she dies yeah and it's i like it because it's it's like real life horror like there is some wackiness to it mm-hmm. and campiness but if this is a movie that could happen yeah well it could 100 like, happen like they they've yeah. done movies where like Shit! What was it? Bad times at the El Royale with having you know the the that I still don't get that movie. I only watched it once and I was just <laughs> like, "What the fuck's going on here?" But just it's like so you know that, and there's only so many movies that have been done at a hotel um, or motel. Identity. Identity. Uh, that was another one I was thinking of, but I was like, there, like the 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 motel itself wasn't like there weren't the hidden rooms, there weren't the the creepy eyes and all that kind of stuff, which also very like done in every single thing like you watch a scooby anything scooby-doo and there's some eyes behind a painting you know watching you as you go by um but yeah it it's just a classic can't can't you know can't relay that enough yeah um so without much further uh padding we'll get into what the uh, bonus is going to be for the month, mm-hmm. which is a tee-up from this movie, which is us looking at the slasher genre as a whole. Correct. Um, I go into a bit of history, talk us through some of the uh, slashers throughout the ages and things that they might have brought to the genre. Yeah, I'm actually... talk about some of our favorites. Yeah, I am... When you sent me that email with everything, and I was just like, oh, this is new, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to fucking do it. Because yeah. while we are going through this movie, and I'm like, okay, if I'm not able to do the choice of what I talked to you about before we started recording, I do have a backup. And um, I'll, There's a lot to choose from in the slasher genre. There is. There is. A lot of classics that we haven't touched yet. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so if I can't do that one, I'll, and I'll let you know what it is when we're done recording, but um, I, I, yeah, I got mine picked, so we're good to go. Nice. I'm excited. Uh, not every month is going to be themed like this. Um, Slasher's easy to pick two movies. Yeah. It's like, very, yeah, very You could do it without even trying. I could probably throw a dart in my office and hit a character that's a slasher. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I, but. I know I definitely could too be like, let's see, we're going to do <laughs> Child's Play 2. Oops. <laughs> You know, or yeah, yeah. I'm I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to to go into the slasher itself, and then to um, put a little bit more thought into like the genre itself. Like, why are slashers my favorite? 
Like, what mm-hmm. is it about a slasher that, you know? And so, yeah, I like obviously stay tuned for the next episode on that, but it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, and that's kind of, since we got time, that's kind of what we want to do with these bonuses. You know, last year they were fun, but it was just, let's just get through them, carve out some time, here's a list of five things, and we do it. Right. This time we're, we're going to try and kind of pad it out. It's going to be a, a regular-sized episode, if we can, mm-hmm. and really kind of delve into the whys and the hows. And that was part of my thing with slashers. Like, I love slashers, but it's kind of creepy if you think about it yeah like why do i love seeing teens murdered and, and it's, it's and like and to say like oh it's because i hate people like that's kind of a bs cop-out yeah. but like what is it about seeing somebody dangling from a garage doggy door that you know is interesting like or why nothing because i hate that scene <laughs> right or like why is putting on a mask and chasing people around like what it, i don't know if it plays on you know like the deeper fears because a slasher is probably like one of the more realistic things that could happen even though generally they're over the top and obviously somebody's not going to chase you around with a an electric guitar that has a drill on it you know what i mean like shit like that's not not going to happen but like a maniac um a American Psycho, or not American Psycho, I'm sorry, Psycho. Um, mm-hmm. These things are very like, it, it's not out of the, the realm of possibility. And that's what, yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. I hope we do it justice. <clears throat> I hope we did Psycho justice. Yeah. I'll be it shortly. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're still, like, it's not our shortest episode by any means. Sure. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, we're coming off the new year. We're, like, you know, off the holiday. There's New Year's and Christmas and a lot of fatigue here, a lot of rust, I feel like, just mm. shaking it <laughs> off and get back into the swing. Even though we had a week off, it's just like, we were talking about this at work, being like, oh, we got to record. Like, did we even have a fucking week off? Like, what? Like, where did... I rarely feel like... I've done two of these today already. Yeah, so. and... <laughs> well, that's... A, yeah, exactly. Like, like I... I didn't feel like i got a week off at all no and that and that's why as much as like i've pushed for the content over the years like i am excited to still put out content but like not be overwhelmed by it like having a having a family and a full-time job and pets and all that kind of shit is it's taxing and you're like Mm -hmm man, if I want to do more of this, how the fuck am I going to do that when I barely have time to do this? You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, yeah we'll see. But um, yeah. we definitely... So we hope you like the new format. We, yeah. We, um, We're excited. Oh, yeah, definitely excited. I cannot wait to come back uh, and um, talk about Justin's um, idea for Slashers. So the thing with that is, the one thing that we do want to kind of mention about the new format is that the first episode, or the first week of the month will be Justin's drop and then the bonus will drop sometime in between the first and the last week so like you know this episode drops Monday January 3rd my episode will drop uh, drop either January 24th the last Monday of the month is January 31st 
but that's a solid three weeks in between and so like we'll figure it out but like that's how it'll be the first the last and then we'll drop the the bonus or not bonus but the um companion episode somewhere in between and so just to make sure if you guys like there's a monday where we don't have an episode drop and you're like where's it at it's coming it's coming we're just yeah. not doing if it's it. not next week it's the weekend yeah exactly and so um looking forward to man but we want to yeah. thank you guys for uh in, enduring us for enduring <laughs> enduring us for the last <laughs> 55 minutes um we truly do appreciate you we wish we really hope that you guys had just the best holiday you know uh spent time mm-hmm. with your loved ones however you're able to um and yeah and that you got some cool horror stuff i got some cool uh, horror comics that i'm excited to, to get into comics so yeah there's one called witches by scott snyder who did batman mm-hmm. for the New 52, and then one called gideon falls that is supposed to be really good oh hell yeah you'll have to let me know um yeah. i i got computer stuff for christmas so i didn't get anything really horror-y um i actually i did and i got a lot of ghost movies too nice that makes yeah i did get a gremlins NECA, which was pretty cool and I, I i got a board game but it wasn't a horror one um but we are definitely going to get out of here um and yeah. we will see you guys in the coming weeks um to talk about slashers yeah talk about slashers you can find us on um all the same stuff that we've always been available on um we are on Facebook at Pod and Gore Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore Pod. Uh, we're on the Slasher app at Pod and Gore Podcast. You can email us at podandgore at gmail.com. Um, there is no shortage of ways to uh, reach out to us. Um, we will most likely have a lot of our stuff pre-planned. I know Justin has his planned out for the year. Um, that doesn't mean... But again, that yeah, that doesn't mean it's not changeable so right if you guys have something and i go oh that's a cool idea i like that better yeah i'll swap one of mine out easy yeah please um send in emails let us know um if you haven't if you haven't seen psycho or if you have what your thoughts on it if you've watched bates motel like i myself haven't watched the series i've heard i've heard good things i've heard bad things um you'll have to let us know um if it's worth the watch and yeah um but until then get um reach out let us know if you uh rate review like share with a friend um all that stuff helps discover abilities and who knows this this could be somebody's uh favorite new podcast and they they don't even know it exists so um one can dream yeah one can dream uh just spread the word, the good word, if you will. And we yeah. will uh, see you guys in the upcoming weeks. Uh, we have been your hosts. Uh, my name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And we'll see you guys next week. Ah! I'm going to have to come up with a new outro, man, because next I... Next episode. We'll see, yeah, we'll see you guys next episode. That's going to take a minute because for some reason, shit doesn't click nor stick with me. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see you guys next episode. Bye. 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 <laughs>